Good evening, everyone. Welcome to our service of worship here on this Monday, Thursday. I'm Pastor Tim here at Faith Community, and I trust that you and your family are well. What an interesting week this is, this holy week this year amid a global pandemic. And there must be a mixture of emotion that you feel Everything from apprehension to uncertainty and bewilderment. And perhaps the similar kinds of emotion that those disciples experienced in that first week of passion that Jesus displayed there in the upper room. No doubt they had those kinds of emotions as well. So as we gather tonight, let us remember what our Lord led those disciples in, in those last few hours. I call your attention to the Gospel of Matthew. And for just a few moments, give your attention to the reading of God's Word tonight in Matthew chapter 26. For now, as they were eating, Jesus took the bread, and after he blessed it and broke it, he gave it to the disciples and said, Take and eat, for this is my body. And he took a cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. And I tell you, I will not drink again of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. And then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. And taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. And then he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little farther, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Do you remind me? 
make my body broken now for you. Take and drink the blood I offer. What I do for you, you know not. If you love me, The words that I just shared with you out of the gospel here of Matthew tell you just a bit about what happened in those last moments of the life of Christ before going to the cross on Good Friday. We know he gathered the disciples there in the upper room. He had a meal with them. He instituted this holy communion that we have. He washed the feet of the disciples even shared that one would betray him. And just then Judas picked up himself and he went out and betrayed Jesus with 30 pieces of silver. Jesus indeed had a lot to share in those moments on that Holy Thursday. We turn over to the Gospel of John and we realize that five chapters are dedicated to telling the story. Nearly a quarter of the book of John shares what took place. John describes here events and what was said during these last few hours in the upper room and before going to the garden tomb surely speak to us tonight. I think of these hours here as a last minute cram session. Have you ever crammed for a final exam? These disciples must have been drinking from a fire hydrant, probably not able to absorb what they were really experiencing, comprehending what Jesus was telling them. Jesus taught them about his betrayal and death and how their grief would be turned to great joy. Luke gives this interesting detail. In fact, in his gospel, in chapter 22, down and around verse 45, exhausted from sorrow, no wonder the disciples there later would fall asleep in the garden. And so Jesus here, as he 
experienced each of these events that evening and up to that cross on Good Friday as he pressed on and persevered, as he went to fulfill the will of his heavenly Father, I wonder what was on his mind. What is on your mind when you are not feeling well, when you're having a bad day? What is on your mind when you are down or sick or angry? Do you think of God? The BBC a few years ago conducted a poll. They asked 10,000 people from 10 different countries what they thought of God. In fact, they titled the poll, What the World Thinks About God. Interesting answers indeed came forth, but I wonder, wouldn't it be interesting if we could have a counter poll and ask God what he thinks of the world? Well, you know, we do have such a record, an interview, if you will, of our Lord. We know what the Lord thinks about the world. The story is recorded right here in his word. One of the central messages of the Bible is God is thinking of you. All the way back into the Old Testament, those early pages from Adam and Eve and the story of Noah and the ark, all the way into the calling of Abraham and the singling out of the Israelites to the Ten Commandments and God's rescue mission for those children of Israel and the crossing of the Red Sea to the covenants and the promise of the Messiah throughout the Old Testament, all of God's miracles, even to the birth of Jesus there in Bethlehem. And you can see that God, through it all, was thinking of us. Actually, the incarnation of Christ perhaps is the, the greatest testimony there is to God thinking of you and me. And you see it in the lifetime of Jesus. You see it in his words and all of his actions. You can note it well in his healings and the miracles that he performs. And that's exactly what God is saying in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. In Hebrews, we have the great chapter of the Bible. Sometimes we refer to it as the Hall of Faith chapter. Here we have about 40 verses of these incredible saints of God from the Old Testament that demonstrate their faith in the Lord. And then in the very next chapter, in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2, we find these words. Fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. God is saying in this verse right here, take a long, hard look at me. Set your eyes upon Jesus. Now, Jesus didn't enjoy the cross, but he endured it. He despised the shame of it. And what do you suppose kept Jesus going on? What was it that kept Jesus putting one foot in front of the other and going throughout this week? Do you think it was something like the support of the disciples and their encouraging words? I don't think so. Was it perhaps some superhuman tolerance to pain? Or maybe somehow a perfected mind over matter? 
I don't believe so at all. I believe what kept him going was simply this, that he thought of you. Jesus, the Bible says, is the author and the perfecter of our faith. And he faces evil so that you can, and I can face eternity. And he climbs to the cross so that you and I can climb into heaven. And Jesus feels the, the press of evil so that you can feel the presence of his spirit and the power of his love. Simply put, the bottom line is tonight is Jesus thought of you. I read about the French Revolution, and one of the heroes out of the French Revolution was a 35-year-old man by the name of George Danton. And just before he was executed at the guillotine, he turned to his executioners and he said this, show my head to the people, for it is worth looking at. Well, here on this night, a 33-year-old Jesus looked at the disciples and said, show them my heart. This is my body broken. This is my blood shed. Show them my heart. I say to you tonight that Jesus thought of you. Would you pray with me? Oh, holy God, so ever gracious. Oh, how we gather in this evening as friends gathered with Jesus there in the upper room so long ago. We come bearing the marks and the burdens of a broken world. And we come from unnamed places with thirsty spirits, dry and in need of the living water. Remind us here tonight in the breaking of the bread of our need and of your great sufficiency. And refresh our souls and make us whole with a cup of forgiveness. Draw us near to one another in this mutual service and closer to you in the covenant of faithfulness and thanksgiving. Make us truly mindful of your mighty and amazing grace. For we pray it in the name of Jesus. Amen.
Church family and friends, I am just blessed to be in this moment with you as we can pause and share Holy Communion together. I trust that uh, you have had an opportunity to drop by and receive one of these pre-filled communion kits, a little cup with the wafer in the top. And in just a few moments, we will be sharing the bread and the cup together. If you do not have this communion kit, I would encourage you to even go to your kitchen now and to get a loaf of bread, a piece of bread, and perhaps some juice, preferably some grape juice, and invite you into this moment that we share together. And so I extend this opportunity for Holy Communion. The Lord's Supper, I would remind you, is a representation of our redemption. And it's a memorial of the suffering and the death of Christ. And I invite you to join me in this moment of prayer, joining in the prayer of great thanksgiving. Let us pray. O loving Christ, on that night long ago, you knew that your hour had come. You knew full well what lay ahead of you. Your disciples loved you and followed you, but they had also failed you. And they would fail you yet again that night, and one would even betray you. And yet you washed their feet as a servant would, even the feet of your betrayer. And we have also loved you and followed you, and we've also failed you. And we cannot comprehend that love that you show us, the love that is our example, the love that tells us to do as you have done for us. May we be like you, O Lord. May all see how we long to be your faithful disciples. As we gather here in this special moment, we ask, O God, that you pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here tonight upon these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. And by your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. We join this evening prayer together, all those separated, unified in hearts, as we share that prayer that you taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Again on that night, the Lord took the bread and gave it to the disciples, and he said, this is my body given for you. Also, the Lord took the cup and shared this with all the disciples and said, this is my blood shed for remission of sin. Take and drink in remembrance of me. I invite you to take your communion kit and the first layer to peel back, and you'll find the wafer. And this time to share in this moment and let us eat of the bread, the body of Christ. 
And again, to take your communion cup and peel back the second layer, you'll find the juice. To be mindful of what Jesus did as he went to the cross and spilled his blood, gave his life for you and me. And let us drink in remembrance of our Lord.